Hi lovelies and welcome to episode number 54. Now some of you may know that I don't really read the news, right? I made this decision a few years ago because to me the news was just giving me an influx of negative information about things that I could not control or change and so I decided to remove it from my life. In the same way some of you may choose to unfollow certain people on social media. Now, before this time, there were moments in my life where big things were happening in the world and I found myself consumed by the news, by Facebook posts, taking part in online debates with people that maybe I hadn't even seen for a decade or longer, about things that neither of us really had the answer to, That's why there was room for debate, (laughs) but we were just both emotional about. And here's the thing, for anything important, I hear about it. I hear from family, friends, and I still see headlines when I'm in the shops or online, and I can choose when and what I search at any point online. I think it's very important to have awareness in the world, but nowadays we have so much information coming at us from every angle that it's so easy to feel overwhelmed, powerless and sad all the time. Based on words that we read that enter our subconscious without permission and alert our brains of potential threats and danger. And this way I'm choosing what I'm reading, where I'm reading it, when I'm reading it, I am choosing how to stay informed. It's completely different to how I consumed information five years ago. So today, as I prepare you with tools and an understanding of the coronavirus panic, I want to caution that you can do whatever you want, right? I'm not in any way, shape or form, telling you what to do. My purpose today is to ease your panic and allow you to feel somewhat in control. So to empower you to make decisions that are right for you, for your family, for your business, for your work. This is not me telling you what to do, right? Or any medical information. This is me coming to you as an anxiety expert. So firstly, since I opened with the news, let's talk about the news. Because the truth is simple. Bad news sells. It sells more than good news. Why? Because our brains have a negativity bias meaning our brains are more drawn to bad news. This means when something like the coronavirus happens, we are more likely to read the bad news and we are going to pay far more attention to the negative news about it than any recovery or steps made in the right direction. And add to this that now most newspapers and media are battling for our attention They are highly motivated to create the most dramatic headlines since those are the ones that our brain will read, right? I spoke about it with a client in the US today. She told me a headline like a million Americans will die versus a headline saying, wash your hands. (laughs) Which one are you going to read? So if you are seeing bad news everywhere, of course you are. This is what makes newspapers money. This is their business model. They are not a government. Their responsibility isn't to us, the people. It's to their clients, the advertisers. So I promise you with every dramatic headline you read, there is a happy advertiser positioned nearby. Thank you, negativity bias. And let's add to this, of course, our brain's number one job, to keep us alive. 
So once we sense potential danger, our brain is on high alert, looking for that potential danger at all time, noticing people sneezing 10 feet away, trying to avoid touching any metal doors or handles, getting pissed off every time you want to touch your face, right? Notice how probably now more than ever, you constantly have an itch on your nose when you know you shouldn't touch it normal. (laughs) So when your brain senses danger and goes on high alert, your primitive brain gets louder and louder. And I spoke to you about this on the very first episode when my brain thought I was going to die when I spoke on stage. It released the adrenaline and cortisol as though I was facing a lion. So logically I knew I wouldn't die, but our brains are insanely powerful, smart, fast machines that have operated this way for tens of thousands of years, if not longer, right? And our brains just want to keep us alive. That's their job. They will say anything to do that. And you may find, like several of my clients this week, that your anxiety starts bringing up a whole host of things that you thought you had put to bed, right? Anxious thoughts about not being good enough or worthy or lovable or able to make money. Once it speaks, it really doesn't want to shut up. It's like an excitable kid wanting to tell you all the things at once given its moment to speak. And of course, the adrenaline and cortisol that allow you to run faster for longer or feel less pain and have heightened senses are not so useful when you are sat at home reading the news about the coronavirus. So right now your brain is on high alert. It's aware of potential danger at all times. You are reading about it and listening to people talk about it or listening to it on the news. It's brought up in every conversation you have or every conversation the people around you have. And people around you are also split between panicking and not panicking. So your brain gets confused about what you should even do. And then this creates more panic. A lot of I don't knows. I don't know whether to cancel this trip. I don't know whether to go to work. I don't know if I should be panicked. I don't know how I should feel at all. I don't know what to do with myself. Now, if you have been listening to me for a while, which I hope you have since everything I've taught up to now lays the solid foundation for this very episode, so be sure to go back to number one, then you know what I don't know creates. More panic. Now we know exactly where the panic is coming from. Firstly, your brain is always trying to keep you alive. Second, it's sensing potential life-threatening danger. And then it's constantly exposed to dramatic news stories, headlines, and conversations. When everyone in your life has an opinion and they're all disagreeing. Your brain is confused, you are stuck in I don't know land, and this creates more panic, overwhelm, and anxiety, keeping you in the loop. It makes complete sense. Now let me add one more layer to this. Something we spoke about last week. The comfortable discomfort, right? When your brain is panicking about coronavirus, it's avoiding all the other things on your to-do list that you don't really want to do. It's giving you permission to eat all the food, drink all the wine, procrastinate at work, procrastinate at home, and play small all the things your brain loves, right? Ask yourself honestly if you've been procrastinating on all the things that you were meant to do today. Our brains love to spin about what it cannot control, about what they cannot control in this world because it allows us to do nothing, stay in the cave, 
procrastinate on all the things you've already been putting off. So if you are feeling an extra big urge to sit indoors, watch Netflix, order pizza and open wine, your brain is really, really having a field day and making the most out of this opportunity. Now, before I go into what you can do about this panic, it's just as important to bring up what you should not be doing. Because so many people that I've coached on the coronavirus this week have come to me resisting the panic and the anxiety or looking for ways to get rid of it quickly, turning to food, drink or online shopping to feel better for a brief moment, being frustrated with it, being frustrated with themselves or even others around them for being panicked. And you can probably relate. Are you desperate to get rid of your anxiety over coronavirus? Let me start by telling you, avoiding it isn't working. The food, the drink, the shopping, the Instagramming, the Netflixing, they are all temporary pleasures. And in fact, they're probably not even a pleasure at this point. Shoving cookies in your mouth does not make the anxiety go away or help you make the right decisions for your family, your business, and yourself. All it does is create more frustration and distraction, leaving you feeling more disempowered. Next up, let's talk about resistance, right? So resistance, just like avoidance, comes from a belief that that you shouldn't be having the anxiety. And the more that you think you shouldn't be having the anxiety, the more you are feeding the belief that something is wrong, which creates, you guessed it, more anxiety. Now this is draining. It's an exhausting process that's creating the opposite of what you want. Of course it totally should be happening. Your brain's job is to keep you alive. Anxiety is the ability to sense potential danger and react by releasing hormones that allow you to run faster, longer, have heightened senses and feel less physical pain all very useful when it comes to running from a lion, less useful when it comes to planning what to do about work, kids, travel and bills with coronavirus. But really resisting your anxiety is not helping you plan or make any constructive decisions at all. It's once again distracting you from it and sending you into a further spin. Now, I'm not saying that anxiety is helping you make decisions, but fighting with your anxiety is only adding to the problem. Now, if you've listened to episode 14, How the World Works, which you should, then you will know that coronavirus itself is not what is causing the panic. Otherwise, we would all be feeling panicked all the time, every human being on the planet. And even if you think that you are feeling panicked all the time, not everybody is, right? I coached someone on this last week and she said she was feeling panic because she was thinking the thought, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's what was creating her anxiety, the uncertainty. Now here is the crazy thing. This might be true, but it was also true a week before we heard about coronavirus. In fact, now it's out in the open, she's in a better position than she was before, since now she knows what's happening. Think about that for a minute and let that sink in. The coronavirus was always going to happen. Now we know about it, we are in a better position than when we did not know about it. It's like the saying, ignorance is bliss. Would she rather not know about it 
not be able to prepare for it and make rational decisions and take necessary precautions, it's probably better to know about it. So if you are telling yourself that you are panicked because of being placed in quarantine or isolation, know that you are far better off taking those necessary precautions than walking around unaware, getting the virus and spreading it, right? That's not to say be consumed by it and read every article under the sun and get the opinion of everyone in the neighborhood, but know about it, have an awareness. So we are in a much better position than we were before we knew it was coming. We are closer to solving it than we have ever been and we get closer to it every single day. This is going to be a hard pill for some of you to swallow, but I'm saying it because it's the truth. The coronavirus itself is a circumstance in the world. It exists. What you are thinking about it is creating the panic. Not everyone on the planet is feeling constant panic at all times because how we are feeling at any point in time is coming from what we are thinking at that point in time. So if you are thinking the economy will collapse or I won't be able to pay my bills, for example, you are going to experience more panic than if you are thinking there is a solution. If you are thinking this is going to cause absolute chaos, you will feel different emotions than if you think governments will figure this out. Health health professionals are going to get this under control. Now, all of these are thoughts and not facts, right? The point isn't to tell you what you should think. Learning how to think on purpose is a training that's covered in my coaching program. But it is to show you that when you are thinking, that what you are thinking about the coronavirus is what is creating the panic, the anxiety, and the overwhelm. And when you are thinking... And then on top of that, let's add that what you are thinking about the panic and anxiety you are experiencing, in particular thinking it shouldn't be happening, this is perpetuating that panic. So the very simple solutions to managing your panic at this time are, first, understand that your brain was built to panic in life-threatening situations. This used to help us stay alive. And now in our modern world and modern structures, it's not so useful. Right? Like it's still serving us since your fear and anxiety is stopping you from acting foolishly at this time, but not in the same way. Second up, stop reading and consuming information from unreliable resources. Friends sharing their fears, newspapers getting paid by advertisers, and focus on reading factual information from governments and healthcare institutions. Now, it's not to say don't read the news. If you like the news, read the news, but just be mindful of the source. Right? I remember studying that in history. Always be mindful of the source. Next up, instead of resisting, judging, or fighting your panic and anxiety, allow it to be there. Trust me, as someone that experienced panic attacks every morning just a few years ago, you will survive them. It is uncomfortable, for sure, but that is all. Next up, notice the story your primitive brain is giving you about the coronavirus. Are markets going to collapse forever? Are nations going to be destroyed? Civil unrest, no food or supplies, allow it all to be there. Reference episode 51, your inner crazy, for exact instructions on this. Let it all out. Then recognize that what your brain is telling you, what your brain is telling you is going to happen, is a story. And that story is what is creating your panic. The same way you can watch a movie and cry or laugh 
knowing that it's a movie and it isn't actual life. You still feel all those emotions. The same thing is happening now. Now, lastly, I am offering up special availability in my diary for 30 minute calls specifically on this topic. If you or someone you know is struggling with this, email podcast at vickylouise.com with your time zone and coronavirus in the subject and we will get you a call scheduled in. It's completely free, but there is limited availability. Now be sure to share this podcast episode with those you love and those that are panicking around you because having an understanding of exactly why this panic is happening and knowing that our brains are just doing its job and knowing what you can do about it is so powerful. So that's it from me. Lots of love to you all. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickylouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickylouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.